Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast. Today we have the crew, the young, the young moguls of Columbus, Ohio with us. They are back again. Junior and Jake Array and Selker Investments. How are y'all doing today? Good, man. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm doing well, man. No complaints on my end. That's what's up. That's what's up. We're in the year 2022, and the L7C podcast has decided that we are going to chronicle these two young men's journeys. So every time they sell a home, we are going to have them back on to talk about the process of how that home differs from the previous one. Uh, Last time we had them on was in 2021 when they sold their first home, when they broke the record over there in that area. So now we are back after they sold their second home to talk about the differences between the first home, the second home, the challenges, and where we are going from here. So first off, we're going to throw it to Jake. When How did you guys pick this second home? How was it different than the first home? Um, I, I don't think there was a difference. It was off MLS. We... Both kind of put it in the chat and knew that it was a good deal. And we went with our great realtor, Brad Clarizio, and uh, we moved from there. Okay, okay. Now, did you guys feel more pressure or less pressure for this second home? Because you guys have already sold your first one, so you got that first one off your back. How did you guys feel about that, Junior? Uh, it was less pressure this time. Uh, the first property we received uh, was in Franklinton, which was rougher in that area. But then this one's in Old Town East, which is the most desirable neighborhood in Columbus. And when, as soon as we saw that it was in a Old, Town, Old Town East area, we had to jump on it quick before someone else did. Okay. And then with this house, did it have more renovations than the first one? Less renovations? How did that look? It was more. It was more renovations. Okay. Uh, this budget was, I want to say, to begin with, it was like one sixteen five, but then at the end it was over. Well, I would say one nineteen, one twenty overall. Yeah. But uh, it was definitely, it was definitely needed. Uh, we had to do some. We added a bathroom. Added two bathrooms. A half bath on the first floor, and then another full bath upstairs, master suite. We added first floor laundry. We had to knock some walls out, and then you know, new windows, new roof, new siding. Uh, paint, uh, new doors, new light fixtures, new appliances, the whole nine yards. It was legit a full remodel. Were you guys able to keep the same crew you guys had? Absolutely. We always keep uh, easy rebuilds. Shout out to Ignacio. He's a great GC for us. And his workers, they don't play around. They put in the work to make us look good. They usually work Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5. And they definitely they don't play around. Like our projection date was four months, and they got the and they got the project done in two and a half on both properties we did. So big shout out to Nacho for that. So with them getting the job done in two and a half yeah. months, when did you guys put it on the market? Did you put it right after, or did you wait a while? Right after, because the market's hot right now. So you put it right after, and then um, it was crazy. We got a first offer actually. The first day we put it on the market that night, we got an offer. Uh, it was less than list price. Her so list price was three fifty, whatever, and uh, we were still gonna make profit off. But we were definitely get off our hands and off the books. And then, yeah, shit went south after that offer. Let's put it that way. Before we get into the stuff after that offer, I want to yeah. go back to the pressure thing and more to Jake because yeah. I do know, I know Junior pretty well. So I know I talked about pressure, but you guys didn't feel any pressure to 
break another record? Because the first house you guys sold, you guys broke a record. Yeah. So did you feel like if you didn't break a record here, you guys were actually on a downslide? How did you feel about that? No, the only pressure was to make money, and we did that. Uh, besides that, I think that you know we just wanted to prove that the first wasn't a fluke. Okay. And that the second was validation for what we did. Um, and oh, not to cut you off. Fun fact: we did break another record on this property. Yes, we did. We broke what was the price per square foot yep, in again, East yeah. by I think it was forty uh, or fifty dollars. Yeah. Okay. Which is incredible insane but yeah it's um it was just validation and going into the transactional part where i wired the money i felt like a new man instead of being a scared little boy the first time so i was rolling in watch on feeling good wow felt like i owned the bank yeah completely different shit because we knew we knew we were on something good this time but before you guys, before it was sold to someone, there actually was some issues that Junior was just alluding to. Yes. So, what talk about that. These were new issues because this didn't happen with the previous house, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. So, if people didn't know, like, so our very first house, okay, put in the market, and then we got 5K over asking on that one. That's done deal. No issues with it. They got an inspection report. They supposed to fix some minor issues, which, which we did. And for this house, it was complete 360. Um, so we set the offer, we're in contract, they get the inspection. And then this inspector just tore our house to shreds. It's like giving us a little nicky knack type deal. But uh, it really scared the buyers away and they backed out. So then like I'm over here panicking and like shitting the bed and I'm like, holy shit, I don't know what's gonna happen now. So then, you know, obviously Jay calmed me down, a realtor calmed me down and also a great crew, Easy Rebuilds came out there and we just, that we had to do, take out the main issues, and then uh, we fixed the main issues, and then put it back on the market, and then what would you say? Two days after, we got a uh, offer over asking, and then the rest was history, honestly. So what it being your second house and having that report tear your guys' house to shreds, what did that do for you guys' confidence? Well, it, it I, I don't think it really tore apart our confidence. It was just... Uh, Slap in the face. Yeah, it was slap in the face. Because we were cocky saying, damn, we got another fucking offer first day of the market. So I'm like, oh, man, like, yeah. shit, we really got this shit going for us. God's on our side. And then inspector comes out and just rips us a new one. It was kind of humbling. It was yeah. really humbling. It was really a slap in the face. I think it, I think it made me question what, what I was really looking for in each of these. If I was doing enough work, if the workers were doing good enough work. Like, it, it just made us question just everything. And I think from that point on, we kind of started looking even further into, you know, the details of a house and what it takes. I mean, we both read probably it, I, I don't know, like four or five times yeah, over. Yeah. And so, like, we actually understand what we need to be looking for now in yep. future properties instead of just, you know, drywall, paint. But there's so many the more things to The basic yeah. behind, like, the drywall, behind the wall, all that stuff. Jake, tech, you've been deemed the bad guy of Array of Selka. You're um, the one who does the firings and all of that. So how, did you break the news to your guys' workers? Like, hey, this home inspection, they tore us to shreds. We got to get X, Y, and Z done. Did you break the news to them like that, or how did that go? I, think, I, I yeah, actually I think uh, broke the news because okay. I, I have a strong uh, relationship with our workers. They don't, they're not a fan of Jake. But uh, <laughs> So I reached out to him. He came out, the, I think, the next day or the, the two days after. 
we walked through the whole place, what needs to be fixed, and then we just put a plan together, we wrote down notes, and then next day, we started attacking the plan, and then, like I said, the rest was history. Got the property sold, and on to the next one. And that same home inspection, the one who did it, who tore it to shreds, they weren't the ones who bought the house. It was someone else, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Yes, correct. but... We did. We are going to use that home inspection for uh, the, that same uh, inspector. Yeah, for for future home inspections. Yeah, so like we get so say we buy a, a property that's distressed. We're going to bring him out there so we know exactly what's wrong with the house. So then, when it's time for us to get to work, we know exactly what to do to make sure we're good. So when the buyer comes and bring their inspector out, there's barely anything left, and it's just a little like detail work or remedy list. Yeah, and I think a big part of that that. Uh, we're learning is that each inspector that we've dealt with mm-hmm. all check for certain things. So when we go into future properties, we need to know, you know, who's going to be the one that's going to call out the major issues that we're seeing in this house. I think that's the craziest part is that, you know, the inspector the second time around missed certain things that the first mm-hmm. inspector didn't call out or that the first inspector did call out and vice versa. It's, it's just kind of odd how that happened. How long then was it after you guys, how long did it take to fix everything? Uh, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Okay. That. And that's because they, they were just busy. Yeah. Okay. In all honesty, it should have just taken a few days. But. So then you, it takes two weeks for that, you guys put it back on the market. Yep. Then how long does it take for it to, for you guys so to get contacts? So fun fact, so we did an open house mm-hmm. on like a Saturday and uh, no one came. It was like from 12 to 2, no one, no, not one person showed up to our open house. And then last second, I was on the phone with my realtor. I said, "Hey, like, you know, let's just drop the price to three forty-five because we listed it for three fifty. Mm-hmm. And my realtor called me. Just shout out to Brad Carrizo. That's my bill right there. He just called me and just ripped me a new one. Just called me out. This then the third. And I was like, all right, you know, you're right. This is your this is your business. You run the show. So then we got a, a showing right after the open house at three o'clock. And these people just fell in love with the house." So they asked to get another show in the next day. So that's what they did. And then that day right there, when I was training, I get a text from our realtor, Brad, and he was like, before I tell you this offer, tell me how handsome I am. Yeah. And then Jake was like, you're the most handsome guy in Columbus, whatever. And then he shows the offer, which was like 352, 2,000 go towards closing, 8,000 EMD, which means earnest money deposit. And then they list some other stuff too. I was like, damn, like I almost passed out when I was training and uh. It felt good, and obviously getting that off the books and overcoming that obstacle, you know, because we haven't overcame it yet since the print. The first one we did Princeton was easy, easy breezy, honestly. Yeah, and that's the second time Brad's hit that number and right on the spot. Yeah, he yeah. said it was going to be worth three fifty before. He said the last one's going to be worth two seventy five, and he's been on it both times. And it's another uh, life lesson: know your worth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those houses were worth that. Yeah. And we just had to wait until somebody understood that. Yep. So, yeah. So, what was it like profit-wise? Was it more, like, I guess since you guys had to go back and do more stuff, did you have to pay the workers more? Like, when it all was said and done, how much more did you make from this house to the previous house? Um, About 10 k more. Yeah. Around 10 k more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah, there was you know, little little payments here and there to fix that stuff. But, yeah, just... It was worth at the end, man. I'm not going to lie. It was worth it. We definitely trust the process. God was on our side. And, um, yeah, I can't lie. We just, just got to keep moving forward, honestly. So that's how you guys ended 2021. So now we're in 2022, recording yeah. right now, early January. 
What are your guys' goals for 2022? Ten doors. Ten doors. Explain that for the people who don't know real estate. We want either five duplexes with two doors on each, or three triplexes in another house, which has one door, or I don't know, however you want to put it together. But, I mean, we can move a lot in this time. There's a lot, a lot, a lot off-market deals that we're going to find this year. So with the ten doors thing, so how does how are you guys gonna get to that? Um, work our ass off. Yeah, and work. Probably find some private money here and there. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. And that's the only goal for twenty twenty two. Are there any other goals? Uh, I mean, for the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, double double what we made last year, if not triple. Like, I want to hit a million dollars in this business sooner or later. Damn. Yeah. We're there. We're getting there. We're getting there slowly but surely. But I know it's early, but you guys have already sold two, two homes. Yeah. Are you guys looking to potentially expand? As in like more people, part of the team. Yeah, I mean, we're always looking to have other investors on the team. We're always welcoming new deals or doing deals together with anyone. Yeah, I mean, and whenever say like if someone brings us a property. We'll be more than welcome to double team with them and split the profit evenly. Um, what else? We just, I, I think the main thing is I'm always open to welcoming more people. It's just we have to have the, the properties, yeah, the inventory yeah. to do it. Like, that's that's the main thing. So, from the property and investor standpoint, but what about from like another standpoint, like looking into, let's say, like an IT person because like your guys' site hasn't been updated since the last time we talked. So that's what I'm saying like going forward you get bigger and bigger and bigger and word of mouth and someone comes on your site and they're just like Damn like what's yeah yes yeah, so I understand. With that being so we do have one guy, his name's Abdul, big fan of him. That's my that's my boy right there. Shout out to Abdul. He's the one that definitely gives us like the off market like houses with we don't know the owners or numbers. Mm -hmm. He's the one that does all the dirty work. Big shout out to him obviously um, he's one that definitely hooks us up. So if anything, if we if if we ever want to hire anyone, it'd definitely be Abdul first. Okay, because then when you get more and more like that ten doors thing, is that something you would get a property manager for? Or yeah, I have one person in mind that I think would do a great job being a property manager. Uh, I have, uh, I'll say two, two definitely, definitely one's Chuck. He definitely knows his way around certain things, and the another guy is a uh, Brian Herring, which is a. Uh, he lives right around the corner from me. He's a great guy. He did some of my, me and my boss's properties. So, yeah. And then for the listeners who do listen to the L7C podcast, you do know Chuck. Chuck is the one who does the mixed martial arts episodes for the pod. So the 10 doors, do you have a target date or do you just want to have it in this year? This year. This year. So it doesn't matter if it's the end of the year, middle of the year, just this year. 10 doors. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, by the time the ball drops. Ten doors. Ten doors. And it's possible. It's achievable. We just gotta put our head down and just work towards it's it. It's more than achievable. Yeah. We're getting thrown deals every day. That's yeah. yeah. So we could we allow up five this week if we wanted yeah. to. We just need the money to do it. Fair. If someone wanted, so what's the what's the starting price for someone if they want to get in with you guys on like being an investor? Ten. Ten. I would say honestly, I would say ten to twenty five. Yeah. Honestly. It million. just depends. It just depends on the deal. Million? Okay, I was gonna say. It just depends on the deal, how much we need. All right, so, so the range of ten thousand to twenty five thousand. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Okay. 
guys, anything else with the business you guys want to plug, talk about before we end today? I mean, just one thing. I feel like a lot of people on social media act like real estate is like okay. this funny, like not funny, but like all sunshine and rainbows, and it's mm-hmm. not at all. Like it actually takes a lot of fucking hard work, hustle, grit, adversity to actually really achieve the success you need in real estate. Cause a lot of people on social media just posting and making it look easy and it's really not easy at all. Mm-hmm. One, right now the market's tough and it's really hard to find a good deal. Um, and also you gotta find a great crew, great realtors, you know, so it's actually a lot into it when it comes to really being, really being successful in real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the main thing is that you need to have a good network of people around you or you need to know people that know people to be successful. A lot of the workers that were being uh, thrown our way in case, you know, we need a plumbing guy, we need this, we need that. We can either look at investors who know people or, you know, we know people. So it's it's who you know and those people are going to make you money in the long run. Yep. I will say it's definitely a networking business. It's not, no, I don't explain like a cubicle type of Yeah, job. you can't <laughs> can't sit there on your computer and do it all. Yeah, no, you can't. Well, guys, thank you guys for being on today. Can't wait to have you on again when you sell your next property. And right now it's the 10-door thing. So we will be keeping an eye out on y'all to see when that has happened. And then we'll have you guys back on to talk about it. And there might not be uh, there might not be any selling this year. Yeah, we're <laughs> trying to we're trying to transition into like buying holds. So okay. we'll, see. Oh, we'll see. It might be a whole year. Oh, I don't know what you'll do without us. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll we'll figure it out. But also before we do end, we do it is Jake's birthday. So happy birthday to Jake! It is also Cedric Ware's birthday. So happy birthday to him as well. And yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, This is the L7C Podcast. Make sure if you're looking for deals in Columbus right now, Junior Jake, how would they contact you guys? Awesome. You can just reach us at our email, (laughs) array, A-R-R-E-Y dot Selker, S-E-L-K-E-R, investments at gmail.com or you know facebook just junior ray or jake selker or the business facebook or ray selker investment that's true um also our business instagram mm-hmm. um i don't know what was it is it what is it uh yeah it's as investments yeah as investments or uh you can reach me directly i will even give you my number if you really are serious about this let me know you can comment in the section here and i'll definitely forge you my number we can do some deals or whatever the case may be but we're always looking to do some opportunities with anybody and you definitely want to grow and keep leveling up so or pull up to the property our uh, our home base seventh i'm kidding <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, yeah all right and then with that being said thank you everyone for listening to the l7c podcast signing out thank you for listening to this episode of the l7c podcast Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.